listening to the show today, sometimes I'll project onto your life the things that are going on in my life because I just assume, hey, if I'm facing this, you must be facing this. And I know that's not always the case. But for me, recently, I've had so many opportunities to be brave, like to face things that are difficult and to have really difficult conversations. And much of my life, I have avoided uh, things because I'm scared or I don't like pain or I'm just you know, not brave. So I'm so happy that Women Who Believe and Julie Thomas has brought this word to the forefront of thinking. And hopefully you're having a brave summer. It might not be monumental things like like Esther, who we're going to be talking about today, our little Jewish prince's mentor who gives us um, a role model for how to be brave in difficult situations. And you may not be facing such difficult situations, but just know I'm thinking about you and opportunities for you to step outside the norm and be brave, to face things that maybe you haven't wanted to face, to have conversations that you really never wanted to have. I just want to encourage you to be brave. One person who's doing that in such a huge way, my friend Carrie Scott, who was on yesterday's show, if you missed it, Untangled. I hope you can listen to that show. She has written about so many things that she is just so brave. And her book comes out today. And so I just wanted to encourage you if you need a role model, a modern day role model that Carrie Scott and Untangled, that might be the book for you. Now, um, Speaking of being brave, okay, I think Julie's here. She had to go get some ibuprofen and an ice pack. Julie just got stung by a bee on her face. On my face. How is your face feeling? I've never been stung by a bee ever before in my whole entire living life. Ever. Comes up and stings me on my face. Does your face hurt? It does. My cheek. It's right on my cheek. Right on my cheek. Julie got here and we were outside talking I've never been stung by a bee, ever. It, How did you make it this it long hurts. without being stung know. by a bee? And on know. your face. Did you feel brave? No, no I she really didn't. Mad. I felt really mad. Yeah. I've never seen you look more alive. She jumped out of her chair. She threw everything in her hand on the ground, like her glasses. And she had a. Uh, she was drinking something. She threw it down on the ground. Her glasses were on the ground. And then she was shaking her hair. And then she looked at me and it was like wild eyed. <laughs> I've been stung by a bee. It hurts. It hurts. I feel very alive. I'm feeling pain. So I must be alive. <laughs> so that's a good thing, right? Okay. Do okay. you have the strength to? to... I th- yes. I'm, I'm good. I think okay. I'm going to be. I think we're going to be okay today. Uh, let's, let's just 
for a second, let's talk about being brave. If you haven't listened to any of our past shows, if you want to go back and listen to last week with Julie, uh, she began to open up this idea of being brave. It became alive in me. Like I started thinking about being brave like gangbusters and then Dwight talked about it. So, so something is stirring in us, at least, and maybe in you, too, the idea of being brave. And so we're going to continue on thinking about Esther. I've been amazed at how this has just resonated for so many people. I've had lots of different comments from women going, this is exactly what I need right now. And I know even for my husband, he's been in the middle of doing this Brave series at our church. He has spoken a couple different times on the topic, and it's just resonating. It's just resonating, don't you think? Words sometimes are just words. Brave, courage, boldness. We just say these words. But to stop and just sit in the word brave and think about what all it means and how it's a big part of existing and and doing difficult things that have to be done. Like doing the right thing is so hard sometimes you have to be brave. Or getting stung by a bee in the face. You gotta be <laughs> you gotta be brave, you know? Yeah, and like we mentioned last time, so often we just live pretty predictable lives and it's 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 easy just to kind of get going into life and, and not be called out to necessarily have to be brave for anything. However, we just have different seasons through our life where we are called to step out into something that, that is just unknown to us. And so often life just takes us in ways and, and turns that we had never anticipated before. Like if I were to go back and I was going to interview my 16-year-old self, pretend that I got the opportunity to go back in time. Back in time. Yes, and interview my 16-year-old self and say, uh, hey, girl, what do, you th- what do you think you're going to do with your life? You're 16. You're looking out ahead of you. What do you think you're going to do with your life? Uh, I probably would have said, well, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a business degree. I'm going to uh, do something numbers or marketing related. I really loved accounting. I now, just don't see that. No, I know, but I loved it. I loved business and I loved my classes. I took an econ class in college and I got straight A's and all of it. And I just loved it. I thought I'd be married in my early 20s, having kids and, and doing that whole deal. And that is not the way my life played out at all. I got married later than I anticipated. I had kids later than I anticipated. I took and had different jobs that I just didn't anticipate coming my way. And throughout my life, there were certainly seasons where I just thought, what in the world what in the world is going on? This is not what I had had thought was going to happen at all. I know um, because I was single, because that was the next thing. You know, when when you're single, you think, well, I should be married, and and that's and that's where you're. And at. then when and you get married, you're like, well, I should have kids, and you really think that maybe things should be different than they are right now. There was several years ago, my husband took a job in uh, in a city that was near where his family lived back east. And we moved out there with very high hopes and were excited about what we were doing. And we got out there and the job just did not turn out to be what we had anticipated at all. And it, it just really turned on us in a different way than what we were expecting, so much so that he ended up uh, leaving that job. Well, about two weeks after he gave his resignation, I found out I was pregnant. What do you do with that? Hey, We've just lost our yeah, health care. We're out of work and we yeah. don't are, have an income. What are what in the what in the what <laughs> are we doing? And it was during that time that I really began to wonder if God had forgotten me. 
I just thought, wow, I, I'm not doing the ministry that I thought I was going to be doing. We are not living the life that I kind of thought we were going to be living. And I just thought, what in the world? This is not the place that I thought I was going to be. And I just know that for so many of us, life takes us on different turns and different ways and spins us around where sometimes we get to the end of our day and go, this is not what I had planned. And sometimes life just does not make sense, which takes me over to Esther. And Esther's life did not make any sense whatsoever. Esther was an orphan. Her parents died when she was very young. She was raised by an older cousin, this man named Mordecai. She probably had significant issues not having her parents around. She was a Jew living in the land of Persia. And at that time, it it wasn't desirable, to say the least, to be a Jew in Persia. And then all of a sudden, she gets thrown into like the Miss Persia beauty pageant. (laughs) And she's paraded across the stage to to see if maybe she's going to be selected as the queen. It, It makes no sense whatsoever. And then she gets picked. She gets picked to be the queen of Persia? Are you joking? I'm a Jew and I'm an orphan and I'm what? This doesn't make any sense at all for her life. And I'm sure there were times where she just thought, what in the world am I doing? Where in the world did this come from, God? What in the world are you trying to do? And yet God orchestrated her life in amazing ways. And so if you don't know the story, I mean, somebody listening doesn't know the story of Esther. Can you just maybe unpack it just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Mordecai found out that the king had issued a decree to have the entire Jewish population annihilated. Basically, a huge planned genocide of the entire Jewish population. Because there's this bad guy named Haman, and Haman didn't like the Jews, and so he hated, con- and he hated, hated the Mor- Jews. Mor- he hated Mordecai. Mordecai. you got to read this if you haven't read it. Come read it with us. And so he kind of convinced the king, he, he kind of sort of tricked the king into annihilating the Jews. And Mordecai got wind of all this because he was a pretty smart dude. Yeah. And so he got wind of this plot. And so he sent word to Esther saying, girl, you got to step in. You got to you got to go before the king and you got to tell him what what is going on and and beg him for mercy and grace for your people. This is, if you've never read the Bible, some of the most iconic passages in scripture that people will pull out in huge moments in someone's life. (laughs) And they'll quote these words that Mordecai ended up saying to Esther. And so Mordecai just begged Esther, go to the king. And she and she just backed up and said, I'm sorry, Mordecai, do you not understand the law? I can't approach the king because if I approach the king uninvited, he could kill me. And what Mordecai did was he pushed back and he said, Esther, do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews and and don't think that you're going to get spared. And verse 14 says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows, Esther, whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Mordecai just had to remind her that God has a purpose for your place. Mordecai needed to remind Esther that even though nothing made sense, there was no reason that she should have been queen of Persia. There's nothing in her life that would have said, yes, this is exactly where you were supposed to end up in your life. But yet she was there and God purposely orchestrated her life in such a way that she 
had the opportunity to save the entire Jewish population, and she needed to come to a point where she recognized and accepted the fact that she was there for a purpose. Now, okay, that was a story 2,500 years ago, and so what does that have to do with us? I think oftentimes it is hard for us to see that there's a purpose to our place. I know uh, like in those early years of, of child raising, when you've got a bunch of little ones around you and it is day in and day out and every single physical and emotional energy of your life is spent mostly on keeping them alive. You know, it's it's don't stand on that. Don't get under that. Don't <laughs> touch that. Don't put that in your mouth. Don't you dare look at me like that. I mean, it, you're just you're basically just keeping them alive. That's that's your sole purpose in life. And in those early, early years of raising children, it was hard for me to go. Really? This is, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing with my days every single day, day in, day out. What in the world is my purpose? What am I doing with my life? And yet, God showed me time after time that he called me specifically to be the mom to my children. He had wired me, created me specifically to be the mom to them for this time and this place. So I wonder, what's your place? Where do you find yourself it might not make any sense whatsoever. It might be even more crazy than Esther's story. It could just not make a drop of sense. But I know if you're like me, so often in my life, I've kind of put myself like I'm just sitting in the waiting room. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just waiting. I'm just waiting for the next thing. Okay, I I know that I'm here, but I'm just going to wait because I know the next thing is coming. Yeah, it's like you live in the waiting room. Like you're always waiting for the next thanks instead of living where you are at the moment. You're waiting for graduation. You're waiting for marriage. You're waiting for a baby. You're waiting for a promotion. You're waiting for retirement. And basically you end up just waiting for the grave instead of living, right? Is that what you're saying? Like we live in the waiting room? Or we live wishing that our place looked more like everybody else on Facebook. Or we wish that our place looked more like it did on Pinterest. Or we just we keep wishing at the expense of being present in our current life. And we miss out because we're constantly wishing we were in a different place. And I just, I want to... I don't want to live that way. No, I I I want us to be present our one and only life and not spend it just wishing I was someplace else. I was just thinking that sometimes it's an escapism. Like we are constantly thinking about other things that we could be doing and other places we could be visiting and other houses we could be living in and other jobs that we could have because we just don't want to face the reality of this is my life and what is God's purpose for me right here, right now in this place and face it instead of dreaming about other things. And in, in essence, you waste your life that you've been given. Oh, that just makes me like sick. I don't want to, I really don't want to live that way. Even though it's, it's very hard sometimes to face the reality. I sure as heck don't want to get to the end of my life going, well, I missed it. Agreed. But the reality is sometimes life is so messy and we can get so tangled up in, in wondering what to do and, and how to make that next step. And sometimes we just need somebody outside our brain, outside of our current circumstances, somebody like a mentor, somebody who has that wisdom, who has some maturity, who you can go to and say, what what is going on? And that's what Esther did. She pushed back and, and, and she said, Mordecai, I can't do this. I can't approach the king. She had somebody like Mordecai who was outside of her, who had God's eyes on the situation, who could say, this is, this is the way. Sometimes we just need somebody outside of our head, outside of our circumstances to tell us it's going to be okay. 
It's really going to be okay. God has a very specific purpose for you. He has not forgotten you. He has not abandoned you. He has not left you just to stay where you're at. He has such a specific purpose. Yes, this is A good. specific calling yeah. on your life and on your heart. Don't miss it by wishing you were someplace else. Oh, that's so good. So I don't know where you find yourself today, whether your life makes total sense and you are exactly where you think you are supposed to be, or maybe it's just crazy. Maybe it's just a hot mess and you don't know which end is up and you don't know how to untangle it. And maybe I can just be that encouragement for you today. Maybe Lisa and I can be that encouragement to you today to go, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, you are meant to be in that place for such a time as this. Who knows how God might step in? Who knows how God might use you in the life of your children? Who knows how God might use you in the life of your coworker? Who knows how God might use you or Who knows how God might speak to your heart in the middle of all of this and what you might learn. I want to encourage you to go ahead and and read through the book of Esther if you haven't done that yet. If you have, I want you to just really circle in on that verse, on on chapter 4, verse 14, and just look at those words that Mordecai said, and who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. And just make it personal. Who knows whether you have fill in the blank for such a time as this. Become a foster mom for such a time as this. Find myself unemployed for such a time as this. I'm going through chemo for such a time as this. I've gotten my fourth rejection letter for such a time as this. So the question is, can you in whatever you're going through, like Esther facing the annihilation of her entire race, you can look at your life and say, well, God, for reals, are you in this? Maybe for the first time. I mean, somebody's discouraged listening today. And maybe for the first time you can say, I feel like I'm beating my head against a wall. And God, am I here for such a time as this? And then when you open your heart to God in that way, sometimes the dynamic response is not what you expected because he will reveal himself to you. If you seek him, you will find him if you search for him with your whole heart. No matter where you're at, no matter what is going on in your life, I just want you to know that there is a purpose for your place. Some good words from Julie Thomas today that she has brought to you, even though a big bee stung her face right before she started talking to you. I can feel it. Like there's just heat permeating out of my cheek, like really? up into my, up into my, up into my head. <laughs> My friend, my friend got stung in the face by a bee. I'm going to go get her a fresh ice pack and I'm going to get her some golden Oreos because that makes her feel better. And so, okay. All right. I hope you don't get stung in the face by a bee today. But if you do, I hope that you're brave like Julie Thomas. And um, if you have a brave story you want to share with us, let's hear your stories. We would so enjoy retelling some stories of people who you know who are brave and have really role modeled that for all of us because we all need that inspiration. So if you have some stories to share, come to womenwhobelieve.com. And you can always find me at lifewithlisawilliams.com. I always love hearing from you. And I believe in you. I believe that you can be brave. And this brave summer is not just for a few of us. It's for all of us. So 
A really big thank you to Paul Goldsmith for being the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams and for being my friend. (laughs) Hashtag thanks for listening.